Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I was in a bit of a uh, rush to get to you when I found out that my times were different than I thought. Okay, let's do it. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here, for, uh, for checking out the episode. Hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. That way you can grab three new interviews every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover the new ones, you can grab us at Spotify, Apple Podcast, NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. We've had some uh, great guests on lately, including uh, Jasmine Cephas-Jones. See here, she's got new music, uh, Hauser, the, uh, the famous cellist, Nadine Condon. One of the uh, the great publicists of the uh, of the eighties. We had Ross Lynch and his band New Driver Era, MGMT, John Malkovich, Paloma Faith, Kula Shaker, Slow Pulp, Aldous Hodge, Natalie Morales, Matthew Vaughn, director of Argyle. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And uh, don't forget to give the series a rating and uh, leave a review as well. That uh, always uh, helps so much. I'm Kyle Meredith today. My guest. Neil Finn, Crowded House. So happy to have Neil back on the show. We're going to be talking about Crowded House's uh, new album called Gravity Stairs. The band's second album, actually, after uh, reuniting back in 2020. Neil's going to discuss measuring the band's new material against their 80s and 90s classics, having a, a dreamy quality to this latest set, and constructing the opus, that night song that finishes the record. In fact, uh, it might not just finish this record. It might even be so long that it starts the next album, We'll have to see about that. Neil goes on to tell us how the first single, Oh Hi, has uh, ties to the So They Can organization, helping to build schools in Kenya and Tanzania, as well as how he's more willing to be lyrically direct and writing with his sons, Liam and Elroy, and brother, and of course, former bandmate, Tim Finn, who all have uh, co-writes on this record. All that and more, we're talking Gravity Stairs. It's Kyle Meredith with Neil Finn. Hello, Kyle. How are you? I'm great. It's great to see you again. It's great to be talking about Crowded House once again. Makes sense. Beautifully, beautifully exciting and fun and dreamy new record called Gravity uh, Gravity Stairs. Thank you. Um, congrats. I'll, I'll, let me start with that. Congrats on another fantastic record. That's an easy place. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, we you know we. It's always lovely to have it out and have people listening to it. We work on it um, in obsessive ways over periods of time. So yeah, it's really good to have it out there. So this is, I mean, so this is second album post reunion or whatever you want to call however the timeline works these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's second album with this same lineup, especially. Do you find that you're, is it kind of like a picking up where you left off uh, at this moment? 
yeah, it well, whenever whatever you go into a new record record period, it's just a matter of what demos I've got for um going. And uh, there there was a, a bunch of really um interesting new demos for this record, and they suggest the direction of the of uh, the record. And every time, it's sort of good to have the feeling that you're developing from the last one. Um, but certainly making some gains with the lineup that we have, um, you know, which through doing a whole lot of shows has become really. Uh, really developed with Mitchell and um, Elroy and Liam added to the lineup. It's got developing its own character. So it's exciting to see that develop, um, you know, and even songs being put forward now by Liam and Elroy that have sort of bringing new dimensions to Crowded House. What is that, you know, there's a little, there's a little something you said in there, like how much do you even consider, if at all, if you need to, like the legacy of Crowded House and and whatever sounds were in the past when you're making something new do, do you serve that at all uh well it's something to measure yourself against um i don't dwell on uh you know the old records that much uh in fact after i finish a record i seldom listen to it um, we play it live a lot so the songs become fluid uh things uh, uh and and on stage you know you expect them in a way to outgrow the record a little bit um, and, and some of the old songs have done that as well. Now I think of them more as live songs than I do of songs on records. Um, they seem to have kept their um, their luster for me by and large. Almost all the songs that people love the most, I still really enjoy playing and I feel very blessed for that. You know, lucky. Some incredible classics in there. But that's the thing. It's like I've... I've, I've, I really have loved what you've done every step of the way. You know, when I think, when I think of, you know, probably whistling this and center and all that stuff in the middle period and seven worlds collide. And then, you know, when all this rebirth stuff started happening and it's just exciting every time to see where these sounds land uh, for me, or, you know, like I, I did hit, like this record feels like it even has a little bit of a dreamy quality, which has sort of been there off and on through your career, but it's, it's its own thing right now. At least that's the way I hear it. Do you feel like you've, you understand where the sound has settled on this album yet? Yeah, I, yeah, I can see what you mean by the dream. It's sort of uh, it, it's got a um, a dreamy sort of psychedelic quality to it, which comes in in large because I think all of the players, uh, certainly my son Liam and Mitchell, have got they've got a, a, an approach that where textural textures are important as melodies are as important as chords, and so we try and make a sound that is the sum total of our personalities uh, every time. And for me. I think I'm a pretty open to um, the input of all of those people in the band. Um, I look forward to hearing what they're going to do with my demos. Sometimes they're not what I expected. And there's an odd occasion where I'll insist on something that seems essential that I've done on the demo to be copied. But generally speaking, I love to see them um, expand and, and develop character and atmosphere. And I think this band, you know, Liam's very attracted to um putting putting textural elements in as a guitar player um and, and Mitchell's always been good at that as well so I think yeah that's the side of the band we we do enjoy to set the words and the vocals amongst a sort of a bit of um you know warm and dreamy sounds is something I'm attracted to no doubt there okay so night song which ends the record when you talk yeah. about demos like when I heard that song that's one of those moments I'm like, what does a demo to this even sound like? Because this, you know, there's there's movements, there's pieces, you know, and it's it's so trippy almost. It it actually sounded pretty much like the record, the demo, because what I what I did was 
I spent a day jamming on a, I got a profit synthesizer, the new edition of them um, that is that are similar to the old ones. And I spent the day exploring it and I found a particular sound that led me on to sort of what was virtually a 16 minute jam. Um, and I just went through, which I really liked. And then I sort of edited that down a little bit to the bits that I really liked of that. And then I just went through with an acoustic guitar um, or was it piano? I can't remember. And worked on the different parts, and 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 they just sort of, as I was jumping from idea to idea, they had time changes, and I became very uh, um, attracted to to what I'd accidentally created. So those there's three separate parts to the um, night song that appears on the record. There's actually about another six parts to that jam, which which may emerge. They may begin the next record. Who knows? Uh, but it was a very fertile, fertile half an hour um, spent learning how to play a new instrument. Have you done that yet? Like that's that would be an in, like I would love. I, I don't maybe it's not for the masses, but I know a lot of your hardcore fans. Like if you said I'm coming out with a half an hour piece, we'd be like, yeah, let's do this. Well, I mean that as I said, that piece, Night Song, it has it's it's a to be continued kind of thing because I have got some other nice pieces that followed it up, all deriving from the same prophet. Um, it was a real wonky prophet sound. You might hear it in there still. Um, it kind of is common to all three pieces. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I've got to, I'm going to explore that. Who knows? Yeah, it would be a, kind of fun to start the next record with a 15-minute continuation of that jam, wouldn't it? And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Neil Finn. Well, speaking of things that, you know, so the first thing we heard, a bit different than that, but, you know, it's got its own textures and so right, was the lead single, Oh Hi. I, I'd love to hear the backstory on this because I know this has much bigger implications than just a guy with a guitar and a, and a demo because uh, it, it ties into uh, So They Can Foundation, correct? Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I this song existed before that connection was made, but um, as a sort of a demo, but it was... Um, quite vague and um i was looking for a, a, a lyrical thread on it and started talking to this woman who runs a an organization called so they can i've been supporting for many years um uh, who have been helping uh build and resource schools and other facilities in uh, kenya and tanzania in in quite remote areas and economically quite depressed areas so where there weren't formally schools um so and it's been a really amazing success story um with all the community the local communities running these places um and uh other you know uh, this organization resourcing it i've got to i i sent a film crew up there and i she said would you would you write a song for for these kids and this song happened to present itself and i thought it'd be perfect um and the words became influenced by by that i was really intent to make the song stand on its own um, legs without anybody knowing the backstory but uh, it is created for and inspired by these kids and there's a video that's about to emerge of these kids responding to the to the song which is truly joyful and, and uh, inspiring in itself so I look forward to you seeing that um, and the song has extra meaning and depth for me now as does the release of the single you know I just I'm sort of feel like I'm working for um, for more than just our career and that's always I, I know that you know if you it always feels good to feel good. I think is what I was trying to say there. What was it about that, like you know, Tanzania, Kenya, and this foundation? Like, what, why, why that area? Why, why was it that you were drawn there? Well, it came up because I was introduced to this woman um, by a friend here, and she's really done it the hard way. Very much backyard operation. It's not a big NGO, um, and she was inspired by traveling through Africa um, in her twenties, and. So it just has a really authentic feel about it, and it's small enough. You know, the world is such a – there's overwhelming problems in the world that seem impossible to address um, for an individual. And what I've realized is that the best you can do is to find, um, you know, community-based things that you can focus on and actually make a difference. At, at a, You know, it, it may seem like on a small level, but I believe that uh, um, those kind of acts around the world actually count for something in the old – the old zeitgeist really um so you know and, and i think music has the same um thing you know a song may seem humble but it sometimes can affect incredibly positive change um through just inspiring people to have good thoughts um so you know the the fact that the song is now connected to another uh very focused um cause which i think is you know gonna be these kids are amazing i've seen the video once you see the video they're very inspiring um it doesn't feel like you're you know, following the traditional old um, 
you know, white savior narrative. It feels like you're actually benefiting from these. We're going to all benefit from these kids getting an education and that there's a huge potential in Africa that's unrealized. All of those things go into this. And I'm just really happy to be a small part of it. But and even, you know, even on the personal side, I know to to be a songwriter and to to find new ways to tell these stories, to, you know, to, to find yeah. connections like that. I was even looking at some of the other songs. Um, Magic Piano all that I can't ever own. And I was thinking about how even, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll reframe this into a question, but these lyrics, love is a gift I was given once, now I must keep it alive. And then when love is in my heart, it's all that I can ever own. Yeah. Where you draw from, do you find, even on a topic as as big as love, the topic for songwriting, if there's one, right? Do you find that you're drawing from a separate place than you might have? 20, 30 years ago? Uh, yeah, well, I'm actually more willing to be direct um, and plain about it. There was always, you know, I was kind of fearful of exposing uh, myself by by making a plain statement like that before. There was, was sort of wrapped up in some kind of disclaimer. You know, the people I admire that have written very directly, I mean, people like the Beatles obviously were very plain about their um, being prepared to write about love. And it, it is truly as we all know, the most significant um, force in the world for good. And um, to sing about it in a simple fashion is, you know, a very desirable thing to get to. And I feel like maybe I'm at the age now where, hey, I mean it. I'm not just writing it like, hey, baby, I love you. Let's let's go and have a good time. It's not that kind of love I'm talking about. It's a more universal um, feeling. Well, even in directness, I mean, the, the poetry is there. The poetry is there, you know, you can't pass up, of course, you know, especially with a song like Magic Piano, and it's not the only place it comes up, but but the, you're talking about some some heavier topics right there. I began to sense my own weight walking up the gravity stairs, and then if I end up forgetting what I had to say, you will still hear my humming on the last day. And I thought, my God, that is the best lyric that I've heard in years. And music, it it sort of ties in a little bit to the uh, the amazing effect that music has on people who who have lost, um, they don't even know their families anymore, but uh, a song will come on from their youth and they'll know every word of it. And um, yeah, music has this tremendous ability to transcend conscious thought. And yeah, I, I believe in it. But it, I mean, it should also be said, I mean, you are carrying some heavy personal weight in those lyrics. It, it, it's both a specific reference to a set of stairs that we we have all, the whole family's commented on. We go to this place on holiday uh, these set of stairs are, are stone and they just are particularly hard to get up. And we believe there's some kind of iron deposit underneath the, the ground that's leading to the underworld um, and dragging us down. This may be a, as after a fairly long session at the Taverna down below. Um, but yeah, it, that's where the term came from. But it really obviously refers to the idea, you know, as, as time goes on, you get a little bit older, things get a little harder to, you know, there's a great compulsion in me as the magic piano refers to to, to um find to find music and to be in music and um to get that to get that buzz and uh, create that energy but it takes more it takes more energy these days and you have to um, fight a little bit harder so gravity stairs is a reference to that too and we'll be right back right after this welcome back it's Kyle Meredith with Neil Finn well I also love that line words matter but get in the way when you got a good story to tell let the melody rain yeah. well that's the melody that's 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 it right there that's what i hear first well that's me as well i always grew up with that and i love words obviously support 
that and then there's a moment of revelation occasionally where you go oh my god i just realized what he's singing about or you know a line pops into your head i love that process of a slow release because if music is too reliant on lyric to start with you feel you have to concentrate in a kind of academic way and that's really not what music is to me anyway and it's personal obviously but that's not what music is to me the big audio dynamite song rush where that breakdown comes in he says it's all about rhythm and melody rhythm and i was like yeah that's that's the two things it's down the road where i go oh those are the words that's yeah i mean the words have to behave in a melodic way (laughs) no i appreciate what you're doing when you're writing it it is a family affair um you know you've mentioned uh you got you know your, your boys on here too do you find that uh that you get specific things co-writing with each one of them? Very much so. Yeah. They've both accumulated a lot of experience and um in their in their time as writers and arrangers and they have perspectives on lyrics and we we often compare notes and I do it hopefully do it for them as well sometimes. Uh just come in. A, another songwriter can lean into a half an idea and identify for you what are the strong parts of it and um, give you a hint about what it might need. Um, yeah, really valuable within a band. You know, I've, uh, I, I don't take that lightly. And they, um, yeah, I think years ago it might not have worked because they might have been uh, intimidated coming into this environment as younger men. But now they've got the confidence of their own uh, convictions. Did I see right? Like, there's also a co-writer on here with Tim. There is a song, there is a, a writing credit with Tim of a song that goes a long way back and was originally a different um, song, really, but... Um, some greater plan and we sing it together on the record as well it's always uh, lovely to return to that dynamic we have a unique way of writing together Um, Tim has attributes that I don't have and vice versa so we step into a writing situation and um, yeah he'll have a title often which is really handy so right fantastic to arrive at a writing session with a title that's you know the ultimate really takes care of a lot of the heavy lifting um I do. I, I I think I've covered almost every bit of the record one way or the other here. I love it so much. I love what you guys do. I That's great. Do. Yeah, Thank Gravity you. Stairs is so good. Neil, it's great to catch up with you again. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. That's all right. Sorry I was a little late. Never, never. You're never late as long as you get here. Time zones. <laughs> you know, we'll never get used to them. My thanks to Neil Finn, the new Crowded House album, gravity stairs thanks to you of course for checking out the episode hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around so you can pick up uh, all the interviews that we put out every single week new and every monday wednesday and friday great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones again you can grab us at uh at spotify apple podcast npr wfpk.org consequence youtube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from you can subscribe to kyle meredith with And after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get four hours of classics from the 80s and 90s. You get the best in new music. There are bonus interviews and uh, lots of music news as well. One of my recent episodes featured the uh, the music of the uh, staple singers, Stevie Wonder, the Decemberist, Coolest Shaker, the Fix, Thompson Twins, Juliana Hatfield, Alice Russell, Black Pumas, the Bogmen, Ramones, Jefferson Airplane, and my interview with Howard Jones. Just an example of what you get each weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news 
You can also find me on any of the social media sites. Of course, the address is always the same. It's at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like, follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'll leave this one and I'll come on another one. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.